Hello world, it's your brother Silent Sam. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. Well, for one, it's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Hello world, we tapped in with another episode of the Silent Conversations podcast where we're talking about self-development, personal growth, the importance of it. And we're also sharing stories and perspectives from all types of people, from all walks of life and backgrounds. Today we got a great guest by the name of Robert Utley. How you doing? Man, life is awesome. Glad That's what to be I'm talking here. Thanks about. Thanks for having me. Yes. yes. It's a pleasure to have you as well, man. You, uh, Paul is the one that uh, introduced me to you, uh, introduced me to your content, I would say. This is our first time actually meeting as well, so this is a very organic type of thing. We've been kind of chopping it up um, before we hit the button, but now we're here. We're having a great conversation about growth. Um, learning about ourselves. Before we even kind of started with this, I was talking about wanting to know about my history as far as my heritage is concerned. He was giving me some information. So I want to be able to give that information to you all as well. Um, So let's kind of start this off um, in the right way. So Mr. Utley, would you prefer I call you Mr. Utley or Robert? What what, what would you say the the best way to to title you? Uh, Utley is fine. Utley. Yeah, yeah. Mr. Utley. So... um, I kind of got a brief introduction from a previous guest that we had on here, a good friend of mine, um, Paul DeBerry. Um, he told me that when it comes to um, learning about who I am and learning about what I believe is um, the beginning uh, of history, I, I wanted to get the right person on the show to be able to give me some direction. Um, he gave me an introduction to some of your content. I said that this brother, he definitely sounds knowledgeable for sure. The fact that he's doing research and not necessarily just giving his opinion. He's going from what he's dug up and, and kind of filled, filled it out or filtered through to figure out what should be spoken about. I think is was clever his way how he does that as well. Um, he's very clear and concise about what he says as well. So it was very digestible. I think that was the biggest thing that I took from it. But I wanted to give you an opportunity to kind of talk about what does self-development mean to you, for one? And then what does self-development mean as far as looking at history and understanding the facts and how that relates back to you? Um, so we'll start with the top one. Like, what does self-development mean to you? Okay, well, I think for the most part, I would start with self-esteem. Mm-hmm. Uh, self-esteem, to break that word down, self meaning one's identity, and esteem is the ability to recognize achievements. Okay. So to start with a traumatic story mm. to me is a rough start. So when I look at all of the recent billionaire lists, mm-hmm. successful what I would call African diaspora, mm-hmm. you know, the Jay Z's also added to that billionaire list, Rihanna, recently, mm-hmm. is that it's a a tough, again, tough spot for us to start with the trauma. So if a lot of us, if you're brought up in America, that starting point that you're taught about identity is slave ships. Mm-hmm. And again, to start off at that, I would say that anyone that becomes successful in America is a freaking miracle. Mm. Um, because technically, that was not supposed to happen. Right. Um, so, I first like to applaud, you know, looking at the African diaspora, those here in the States, America, those that are successful, you know, much respect mm-hmm. is due mm-hmm. because it was not supposed to happen. Mm-hmm. So, that was my beginning point because. What did I had to look back onto myself to build upon? So I think once you get that building stone, you know, because in building a house, you can't build it from top down. You know, you have to start from the foundation. So everybody has to find their starting point. Mm -hmm. 
and then whatever you got to work with, what tools, what resources, your hammers, your nails, whatever your tools are, um, then we can get into that word of self-development. Okay. Um, so once I found the founder stone for okay. myself personally, right. Um, then when it comes down to development, just like a closed hand cannot open a door, mm. a closed book cannot open the mind. Yes. So that, to me, is one of the most basic, the most economical mm -hmm. choices. Mm -hmm. For the most part, especially in the digital area, uh, internet, I would say like my library is probably valued at quarter of a million dollars. Mm. And majority of that is digital. Yeah, yeah. And this stuff is not easy to find, I must say. So, you know, trying to give encouragement for someone else, um, do not get discouraged because these are forbidden fruits. Absolutely. And you got to understand that, you know, throughout generation, like this is not something new. Mm -hmm. uh, at one point, the libraries of Kemet were burned. Mm. Some say Alexander the Macedonian. Mm -hmm. And y'all got to forgive me, I don't use the word great. I understand. Um, um, seems like you only get that title after slaughtering millions mm -hmm. and millions of Africans. Mm -hmm. And I don't use the word Lord because, again, you only get that title with the destruction of African civilization. Mm -hmm. So Alexander the Macedonian, whether you believe that, you know, history kind of has a two stories where he, you know, he burnt those libraries or his sister burnt the libraries. But again, thousands and thousands years mm -hmm. of information destroyed. Mm -hmm. The Dark Ages, 500 to 1500 A.D., uh, books, ancient scrolls was forbidden. So while... They were getting their act together while they were setting up their plan. They had to allow a few generations to forget. Mm -hmm. um, and then, coming closer to today, you know, the 1800s, teaching someone to read was forbidden. Mm -hmm. And then some of the ancestors who have gone now that I really looked up to in my search, the Professor John Henry Clarks and the... Okay. Dr. Yosef Ben Yakinen and uh, the late ancestor Francis Cress Welsing. Mm -hmm. At one point in time, their books were forbidden to be taught in the hallways in the hallways of education. Mm -hmm. And these are licensed psychiatrists, mm -hmm. you know, professors in universities and universities, and even in the places where they worked, you know, right. their books were forbidden. So I mean, all of that again did not happen by coincidence. So. So yeah, so for me, the, the tools, again, are, are not that easy, but again, do not get discouraged. Mm -hmm. um, the Library of Congress, um, that digital platform makes it very easy for you to obtain not only books, but letters. Because I, I am in the mode to say that I'm not an opinionated person. Mm -hmm. I don't speak opinions, even though I have them. Mm -hmm. uh, I don't speak beliefs. Um, the best way I heard belief is to break it down, B-E, and after that, L-I-E. In order for a lie to be, one has to believe. Mm. So um, I don't speak a lot of beliefs. Um, and I allow people to speak for themselves. Mm. So why I'm saying what I'm saying, it's not me. Mm -hmm. Here's a letter. Let them tell you exactly how they feel. Right. And um, I think that has kind of created a little ease with people, mm -hmm. you know, when I talk to them. Because, again, only a close circle of mine really get to understand my, my belief systems and my opinions. But for the most part, uh, I do not share them for the general public. Right. Uh, I'm all about presenting the facts. Um, and then at the same time, I'm allowing other people to speak for themselves. Absolutely. Uh, but, again... We can't just get caught up in the erased history. Mm -hmm. We also got to be aware of the erasers of history. Okay. And to understand their reasoning. Because 
Some people may say, if I can say this, white supremacy. A lot of people can say that word, um, and it just has a kind of, it's almost like a blank feeling now, like people just throwing it out there for whatever reason, and the hardcore meaning behind it, um, I think just kind of goes back to that meaning. Right. You know, when you can actually see the inventors of it, mm -hmm. examine their lives mm -hmm. and understand by their writings what their intentions were, um, then it becomes a lot clearer. Right, right, right. So again, to, to, to wrap that up, I'm just saying like, so do not be discouraged. Mm -hmm. um, there's a lot of great free sources um, that make that possible. Library of Congress, mm -hmm. that digital platform again is great for that. And um, also I prefer to use Scribd, okay. S-C-R-I-B-D.com. Mm -hmm. It's like the information sharing um, it's like the Facebook of books. Okay. So if you have a book that you want to share with the world, you can digitize the book and upload it. Okay. I log on, and I got a book that I want to share. I upload it. So I like the book that you uploaded. So by me uploading something, I can download your book, and okay. it's a free exchange. Understood. So it's all about passing information that way. Understood. So, Understood. Yeah. Okay. Um, that was a great. That was a great way to kind of for one, kind of introduce that growth part of it. Um, because for sure, we kind of go through the routines of learning, I would say, um, or we could say training. We go through training. Um, we, we, we go through, here's the bullet points that you need to know in order to continue on with the program, right? Um, where I also feel the importance of, though it may be uncomfortable, that's the only way you can grow. Um, I, I personally am a... Um, a believer of adversity is there for you to grow. It's either going to challenge you to either you're going to stop or you're going to push through it. But the adversity doesn't have to have that endpoint for you. But once you get on the other side of that, you understand that it really was a, just an illusion. It really wasn't something to stop you. It was just something to make you aware that, okay, I need to take this step in order to become the next level because I don't get to the next level unless I overcome this obstacle. And a lot of times the obstacle could be I don't know where to start. I don't know where to even begin to even go down the history line to say what is right, what is wrong, what do I even believe, what do I know. Um, I, I say that to kind of couple up to this. What was that moment or when did it start for you when you started intentionally trying to begin this journey of uncovering what, like what you say is forbidden or uncovering the true facts of all of this? What was the beginning of that like? Well, the first book that I read from cover to cover, did not explain the reason why I read that mm -hmm. book, but the book that I read cover from cover was first inspired for me to even do such a thing. I had never read a book from cover to cover. Mm. Such a scatterbrain. Mm -hmm. what, I, time, what time was this? Like, What, what age were so you now, at this time? You don't mind me asking. Let's give it 35. Okay. So at 35, um, I actually met a brother in a parking lot. Mm, okay. And it was a parking lot to one of the most beloved places on the face of the earth. Mm. The Department of Child Support Enforcement. Understand. And um, <laughs> when we approached one another, he he thought he knew me. Hmm. But by me being kind of trained in the hotel industry, which I worked for 20 years, mm -hmm. I knew I did not know him. Faces I do not forget. Right. But I allowed him to go through the motions. Do I? And... And... We spent maybe two hours talking in the parking lot. Mm -hmm. And for the most part, I was just giving him positive reinforcement from my experience mm -hmm. and some tips of what to do mm -hmm. uh, on his interview. And then he invited me out to a men's gathering. Sure, I'll be there. 
So here I am in a circle. And again, I'm thinking I have my super ability, the abilities to read people uh -huh. um, through 20 plus years in the industry. Because mm -hmm. um, it's all about, in the hotel industry, anticipating someone's needs versus them having to ask for it, right? So, and I sized up everybody in this room pretty well. Okay, that's young supervisor at their job. Oh, that's a manager. Tell about the dress, the outfit. So, and the last guy that was sent to his left didn't look like no one at all. Mm -hmm. But come to find out, he was the millionaire in the room. Mm. And it just blew my mind. Right. And this was the first time that somebody challenged the norm. Mm. Because everything he talked about in becoming successful was the total opposite that I was trained. The training of the American dream, and get good grades in high school, go to college, get a good job, mm -hmm. then go on and get your new car because mm -hmm. you got a good job and got a degree. And then by the age of 25, 30 years old, you know, you should be married, having a house. So by the age 30, you should be about $300,000 in debt. Mm -hmm. The American dream, right? Right. <laughs> so, um, and this was the first time someone had challenged that. And... I give you like one tidbit. He was telling me, he's like, you know, this, this house that we're in, it's a million dollar home, but it's not in my name. You know, I, I live here, but do you know if somebody stays in your house 14 days consecutively out of the year, technically your house is a homeless shelter. Mm. So he said, this is a shelter. Okay. <laughs> so, you know, and then he, with the phrase like, you know, in, in this world you want to... Own nothing if you're talking about freedom, mm -hmm. but have access to everything. So um, mm. that so that was, that was it was a powerful brother, yeah. and uh, he told me he was like, until you read your first book through and through, cover to cover, uh, that says a lot about you as a person. If you cannot complete a book, then you have troubles in life completing things. Mm. So it was hard at first, but the first book was by Dr. Ivan Van Sertema, Early America Revisited. Okay. Not only is he a colorful person, but at the same time, he's a colorful author mm -hmm. because his works, and it's also helpful that every once in a while he throws in pictures. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so, um, but again, it was like actual artifacts. And I'll give you a good example. Like, we always see the face of the OMAC. Okay. You know, the huge heads in South America mm -hmm. that's supposed to be proven that we've been here before. But also, the picture, the back of the head is in the basement of the Smithsonian. Mm -hmm. And that picture, you see seven braids. Okay. So then that says a lot, too. Yeah. The number seven yeah. means a lot to uh, ancient Kemetic. Right. Uh, seven layers of skin. You know, the... Uh, seven musical notes, mm -hmm. um, you know, seven different layers of the brain. So the seven is, this is the number of resurrections, the number of, of, of the creator. Mm -hmm. uh, some may say God, yeah, God number, yeah. but when I say the creator, you yeah. know, um, I know God is the male persona. And when I say creator, I not only take into consideration the male component, but it also takes a female component to absolutely. generate life. So, absolutely. Um, so that was my starting point, the first book that I read, mm -hmm. and my mind was blown. Mm -hmm. uh, and what triggered me to get more deep to it, because I was like, I grew up in a majority black community. Mm -hmm. I didn't learn any of this. I had just went back to college to work on a degree, and even in college, taking these courses, right. it was not taught in on the college level as well. Right. So I'm the type of person, if I feel like you're hiding something from me, <laughs> I'm that more intrigued. Right. So, um, but again, then a mission kind of came from all of that, because again, in a black community, not only was it not being taught, the behaviors in the community mm -hmm. did not reflect it as well. Mm -hmm. So I just knew that that was a problem, and it became, I don't think it became a mission. I think they say once you are walking in that righteous path, um, the ancestors already see you coming from a mile away. Absolutely. 
Um, and I, you know, I, I just felt that I was chosen for this particular. So it's a little bit more deeper than myself. Absolutely. Um, so yeah, I mean, that was, you know, kind of my starting point around 35. When with that book and with that encounter, um, and then the realization that even in my studies, because, you know, I graduated with the gold ropes and I made a dean list a few times. Mm -hmm. So I was proud of, you know, my learning, academia. Right. And it, for it not to be present out of all of my things, something that I take pride in, you know, that was that was heart that was heartbreaking. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So um, now that the feeling I have by knowing this. Right. Now I'm just so overly joyed that I can't have I can't be walking around with this feeling by myself. Right. Others gotta feel this as well. Absolutely. So Absolutely. Um so yeah, that's, so I, I think that's that's beautiful. I mean, I, I like to be able to have diverse conversations. Um for you to kind of bring an introduce introduction to saying that I'm gonna dive into this based off a conversation you had at thirty five says a lot because the listeners and the, the, the viewers for this particular podcast range. Right. So we have individuals who are younger, you know, in their 18, 19, 20. That's just kind of getting in, into what we would call the real world. Um, and they just don't know where to start. Do I go to college? Do I just give me a job? Do I learn a trade? Do I start a business? What do I do? You know what I mean? Um, and then we have individuals who have made a choice, got to a certain point and realized that did I make a choice for me or did I make a choice for somebody else? Mm -hmm. Did I make a choice for my family? Did I make a choice for my significant other? But what am I doing for me? Now, you can still live in that uh, particular um, atmosphere, you can say, and say this is the environment that I, I need to be in because this is what's providing for my family. But then I also have this calling to do something else now or even this calling to learn more about who I am. What do I like to do? Um, what brings me joy? Um, and that's where we kind of get into that, those passion things. And I think your purpose is what I kind of look at is what you're called to do and your passion is what you love to do. And once you can kind of align those two things at that point, anything is possible, right? Because you now have a mission and then you have the fuel to go to that rocket so that you can really get to where you need to go. Um, with that being said, um, outside of your personal connection to the history, what is, would you say, is your reasoning behind or what your important is and behind and just knowing facts in general? Why, why, what would you tell someone who's watching this and why it's important to even find facts, not just theories or perspectives from other individuals, but getting a perspective and then finding the facts in it? I think number of conversations that I've had, I really look into people's eyes. Mm -hmm. And I really see trauma and suffering. Mm -hmm. So last year during the um, George Floyd riots, I was driving down the road and a young man rolled down his window mm -hmm. right there at the 17th Street Market. Okay. So we at that stoplight, he rolls down the window and he kind of points back at his mother. He's of mixed race. Mm -hmm. And his mother is clearly white. Mm -hmm. And he just was asking me questions at a stoplight saying, what do I do? What do I do? Mm -hmm. And... I get those type of stories all the time. Now, a lot of us do not see trauma mm. because for the most part, most of us wake up in the morning, go to our refrigerator, mm -hmm. cook a good breakfast, mm -hmm. go to work, make a, a living, come back home. You can put your feet on the couch, turn on the tube and watch your favorite program go to sleep and do it all over. Yes. So did I really have a bad day? So for the most part, a lot of us don't even understand the, the embedded trauma. Mm -hmm. Because here's the most weird thing, and this is getting into a little bit in psychology, yeah. is that the brain falls victim to the monster of repetition. Mm -hmm. 
So when we live in 90% of our life in our subconscious, you know, the program, mm -hmm. you know, you need to go to work, mm -hmm. you, you need to make money, mm -hmm. you need to take care, you know, the golden rules, treat others how you want to be treated. So a lot of us can go through those motions. Mm -hmm. uh, only when we have the opportunity or the desire to walk in a conscious state, mm -hmm. that's when the trouble begins. That's when the troubled minds start. Right. Um, I, I like Cat Williams when he kind of did a joke about the lion being trapped in a cage. Mm -hmm. And the lion, so we're at a zoo, and the lion comes out, he gets on this high pride rock, and he roars. Mm -hmm. And then he's like, hold up, did somebody just take a selfie of me in the middle of my roar? You know, because a lion, you know, I like how in a pride they have their different places. Mm -hmm. Uh, nobody gets tossed to the side. The young lion, the middle-aged lion, and even the older lion has their role. The older lion, his role is his vocal cords have uh, have been perfected. So he, the older one is the one that goes on the pride and screams. And when he screams, things move. Mm -hmm. Things happen. Mm -hmm. And then that's when the women, the, the female lioness, they go out and hunt. Yes. Right? So, but he, again, when we say something and do something, us being in sync with nature, we expect something to happen. Right. So, that's when people in a conscious state find themselves in trouble. Mm -hmm. When you find your purpose, when you find your passion, and then you want to share that with the world, mm -hmm. again, the men, or even including women, yeah. got... Two things in life to have us, you know, to have a beautiful life. Right. First is to find our purpose, and once we have our purpose, have a venue to to show off, to showcase. Mm -hmm. So once you find that passion, you want to be able to just say something or do something, and you expect things to happen. Right. Right. And if it doesn't happen, that's when turmoil happens. So I think for the younger generation, you, you know, you, you know, the younger listeners. Mm -hmm. They're kind of like my target audience mm. because if they're in college, they're already in a pursuit of something, mm -hmm. pursuit of knowledge. Mm -hmm. um, of course, the perfect age to grab a, a human is by the age of seven. Mm. They okay. say that the age of seven is the age of reasoning. Back to that seven again. So, exactly. <laughs> 14, the yeah. age of maturity, and yeah. most times 21, 21 is the age right. of adulthood, right? right. So, uh, again, another play off of our history. Yes. But, <clears throat> the, and, and again, that's how even, you know, a certain religious group, the Jesuits, mm. that's their phrase too. Okay. Give me a child before the age of seven, and I will we, control, we can control that child for the rest of their life. Right. Right, most impressive. Um, and the young, the thing that I want to really reach out to that college, that 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 age range, mm -hmm. is well. Here's the formula to life, mm -hmm. in my opinion. Right, <clears throat> and I used to have this on my door when I was managing a hotel. Which is, when you change your beliefs, mm -hmm. you change your expectations. When you change your expectations, you change your attitude. Mm -hmm. When you change your attitude, you change your behavior. When you change your behavior, you change your performance. Mm -hmm. And when you change your performance, you change your life. Absolutely. Now, the cool thing about this life changing formula is you can't change your behavior by wanting to change your behavior. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you got to change your behavior by changing your expectations. Right, right. And you can't change your expectations by wanting to just change your expectations. You change your expectations, you got to change your beliefs. So by that age in college, you have been exposed to many beliefs, or you know, maybe just one belief system, like using mm -hmm. Western religion. Mm -hmm. 
So at that time, like that's your belief system. Right. And that's where it all resides. Mm-hmm. You go out and life happens, you know, you fall back onto well, what did I do wrong? You know, so your behaviors, you know, did I say it improperly? Your attitude. Well, you know what? I expect people, so it calls back to your expectations. That's and good. then why do I think people are expected to be that way? You know, because I was told if I was nice to people, that belief system. Right, I go back. Right? right? right. It goes back to that. Right. So, and that's where, like, I, you know, I target for my targeted audience. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, my first few episodes on you know my podcast, the Robert Utley Show, uh, I cover belief systems because mm-hmm. um, again, in, in in my heart of hearts, I think that that's where everything lies. And the thing that, real briefly, and we can get onto that, is that on that ancient, comedic, ancient African system, the reason that. Archaeologists cannot find any warfare pre-religion in West Africa says to me, until they find it, it did not exist. Wars did not exist. Most of the graves that they have been digging up, like if you go into the tombs, um, it's a burial site. Someone was laid to rest here. Right. Most of the ruins and findings that they're seeing is that somebody was laid to rest here. Mm-hmm. There is no battlefield of skeletons and decapitated heads and decapitated arms and limbs. Like, so to say that peace is unattainable mm-hmm. is to say that we have forgotten the ways of our ancestors because it didn't used to be like this. Mm. So that's where I start for a lot of times your beliefs. Because we believe, you know, if certain religions believe off with a murder scene, and most people go back to that, if this person slew their brother, mm-hmm. then who am I to say that I am any different? Right. We're all human. That's that's how it is. Right. And if woman deceived man from the very beginning, then that's part of people's belief system that Absolutely. there is a you know adverse adversary between men and women, mm-hmm. and that's not the case neither. Mm-hmm. But again, <laughs> we are like that because that was the first belief system we were, for a lot of us, was told at an early age. Right, so. right, right. I, I mean, you, you, you bring up a lot that I definitely want to unpack, and I, I can already tell now that this is definitely going to have to be a, a thing that we do, you know what I mean? Because it's so, <laughs> it's, so, it's so much that this can, can go um, just as far as, like, you know, the journey that we're, we're all on as far as, I feel like we're all looking to know. When things, as you brought up, when a traumatic situation happens, it creates change. Automatically, mm-hmm. it's a, ch- a shift in mindset can happen just as soon as something traumatic happens. You automatically look at things different because you what you believed could never happen happen. Mm-hmm. Now, what are you going to do? Um, one of the things that I, I definitely want to to do with this particular conversation is because I want to be able to introduce individuals to what you have going on, the Robert Utley Show. Um, we was talking about this before. You know, you can bring it up as well. You know, you, you've kind of just kind of entered into the journey of introducing it to the world from this perspective, from like a podcast perspective. Um, what would you say um, if you can give me three things that you could share with me as far as history that I, I that you feel like I could benefit from, um, or that the the viewer could benefit from, just to kind of begin them on a journey. Just maybe one or two things that maybe dispel a myth that people may know, or just to extend the story past that traumatic experience that we all kind of use as our frame of reference of where history starts. Can you give me like th- two or three tidbits of things that we can kind of be aware of that people can dig into um, that happened prior to? Um, okay. Um the one thing that I want to really 
maybe at a later time or another episode really dive into uh, is to say that God, the creator, mm-hmm. is not one of the Avengers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and the reason I want to say that is because Fear has been embedded into a lot of our lives. Um, and as a matter of fact, sometimes that's uh, our driving force not to do something. I remember as a child, I was even scared to have negative thoughts. Mm-hmm. I'm a preacher kid, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And the only reason I was in fear of myself to even accept a thought that is in my own head Mm -hmm. was because I was given at an early age that God the creator is one of the Avengers Mm -hmm. all powerful the fear uh, revenge is mine and I would say that the first Messiah 1350 B.C. Uh, Akhenaten he was the one that took us from the belief of many gods to one god Um, but also Akhenaten if he was alive today he would probably be in a room like you and I today because how we would say selfies um, Akhenaten was always put you know being portrayed but at the same time he was always portrayed with his queen so even though uh, Polit um uh, polygamy is ancient African tradition. Mm-hmm. Uh, he only had one wife, mm-hmm. and uh, Nefertiti, and they were always in these poses. So they were always in front of a camera, mm-hmm. <laughs> per se, right? Right. right, uh, right. So when he came up with the notions of monotheism, mm-hmm. belief in one God, Creator. Um, there is no writings, there is no notions that there was a fear of God. Mm. To him, the creator was an all-loving creator. Mm. And the best way I can identify to that is the relationship I have with my kids. Mm. I cannot see a father in a normal state mind want to see his kids have a downfall Mm. like that type of relationship in my mind my world does not exist for the most part you're uplifting your kids you want them to to embedded themselves like I I do not want my kids to fear me in any way absolutely now do I want you to be mindful of rules and regulations Mm -hmm. because it's a it's a hard world out there, and I want to make sure you always put yourself in the best of situations, mm-hmm. hanging with the best of people. Mm-hmm. And when I say best of people, um, what I mean by that is that there are certain behaviors and characteristics that um, builds onto our character. Absolutely. So again, by knowing your kids... Mm-hmm. Your parents can really say that, right? Mm-hmm. Now, mm-hmm. kids can have their own independent thing, for sure. but for the most part, um, you can kind of identify who is adding value to their life based on their already perceptions of life mm-hmm. and what they're working on. Mm-hmm. So that, that would be like my first thing, is to let people know that... Um, in studying history, I, I have come to find in spiritual, African spirituality, right. not, not religion, but African spirituality, there is no defiance. There is no resistance between us. And if you, want, if you don't want to say God or creator, if you want to say universe, like there is no resistance between us and the universe. Matter of fact, the universe is simple. Life is easy. Whatever you give it, It'll give you. Now, some people call this prayer. But again, what you ask of the universe, that's what kind of prayer is. What you ask of the universe, for the most part, you get it. Absolutely. Right. Right. Um, So that is like the first thing that 
I tackle because, and, and why that's so important for Africans, uh, black people, P-O-G-M, people of the global majority, um, is because we are naturally spiritual. Mm -hmm. We are more spiritual than we are materialistic. Absolutely. And then people try to understand well, then what spirituality, and again, it's not religion. Spirituality can be like, don't eat that food because it's not good for you. Mm -hmm. There's something within us that knows what's good for us. Absolutely. So whatever you want to call that force, to ancient Africa, that was spirituality. Mm -hmm. um, so again, there is not a person that you can go to. There's nobody that can give you instruction. There's nobody that can save you. Absolutely. Uh, because your soul, your spirit, what we call Ba, uh, preserves mm -hmm. you to the full extent. Mm -hmm. so, mm -hmm. so that's like the first thing. And then the second thing would be that got to understand the game. Absolutely. <laughs> now, it's, it's, it's a two sides to that coin. Mm -hmm. Because for the most part, you can't let people know that you know the game. Absolutely. Because if you let people know that you know the game, a lot of times harm may come your way. Right? So it's, 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 you also got to throw on that safeguard, but on the other side of that, on the positively, and what you do with that—that—that mm -hmm. that, that no is—it's to me, it's everybody has to be armed in a sense that when you go into a situation, you know exactly who the players are, what their intentions are, mm -hmm. and therefore help you kind of master your own destiny. Absolutely. There's nothing more incredible than being in a situation where you can control your own destiny. Mm -hmm. And to me, the, the no is, is crucial to that. Because if I walk into a room and if I got to control my own destiny, but I don't know what your intentions are or I don't know your story, I don't know my story, mm -hmm. it's hard for you to control that situation. Absolutely. So that's what really diving into this has done for me and that's why I encourage you know people to dive into this um, sure and again that to find the angle you know and there's many angles that you can you know to use to find into this if you're trying to find if your angle is spirituality then like the book I would recommend or the writers I would recommend and it's a short read mm -hmm. it's like eight or six pages mm -hmm. um, by um Bika Reed, B-I-K-A-R-E-E-D. But the name of that one is um, Man and His Ba. Mm. And again, Ba meaning soul. Mm -hmm. So this was a story that I think it touches a lot of people who are on that spiritual journey because they gave Ba sort of a human persona. Mm. So this story is like two people having a conversation. So... One is trying to be, this is what's best for you. The other one is saying, well, this is the way I want things to get done. Mm. So that turmoil that we go through, because uh, again, I think for the most part, everybody knows what's best for them. Mm -hmm. And, but if you're placed in a situation where the odds are going to be against you, mm -hmm. Are you going to move forward or are you going to step back? Right. 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 So for me, it was, you know, it, it took, like, again, I, this was something that in 30, at the age 35, and here we are seven, seven years later, number seven. <laughs> Brought it back. Um, right. And now it's just, again, but again, I'm an over, I'm an overthinker, very mm -hmm. analytical. Mm -hmm. um, and, I try to make sure that I analyze every, okay, I'm going to tell this, but this is the backstory to that. And mm -hmm. it's like a puzzle, mm -hmm. a puzzle piece, right? Mm -hmm. And in the beginning, it was difficult because it was like a puzzle without the box. 
don't even know how the picture's supposed to look. You <laughs> I don't know pieces. how the picture's supposed to look, right? right, right, right. <laughs> the pieces staying together. <laughs> um, but history, then it was like having some books in front of me, I began to see the picture. Yes. And then once I knew what I was building, then, okay, that piece goes there. Oh, that's a corner piece. Right. Right? right, right so right. it became a, a lot simpler at, at that point. So again, um, and then my last thing, number three would be just a tool that I want to share. Mm-hmm. The historical method. Because I have conversation with people and what I hear quite often is, well, that's your truth. Mm. <laughs> that's real to you. That, 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 that's not necessarily my truth. And it's, sometimes it's frustrating. For sure. To have one universe, one planet, one creation, and, you know, the grand design, the blueprint. Mm-hmm. How do we look at a blueprint and build something total opposite? Mm-hmm. You know, if you give me a blueprint to a Mercedes Benz, when I'm done building, it should be a Mercedes Benz. I, I shouldn't have a, a Bugatti. You know, right, you, you right, know right. so it's just <laughs> like, because if you look at all the different laws of nature, mm-hmm. only one or two variables really change. But the E is there, the C is there, the I is there. Mm-hmm. And one little twisted variable gives you something totally different, but for the most part, and the sun, for its mass aside, it's only made of two elements. <laughs> it's not that difficult, Correct. right? Correct. <laughs> so, um, so the third thing would be the historical method. Mm-hmm. And what, so this is just a tool that I want to share. Uh, options A, B, and C. Option A is there is physical evidence so, like, we know Ramesses II existed because we have the burial site okay. with the inscriptions around it. We know that was him. Mm-hmm. You know, we was doing mummification back in 5000 BC. Right. Right? Even though they act like that's a new thing. Um, but we was doing that a long time ago. The black mummy uh, is an example of that. So, like, 5000 BC. Some of these mummies still have their hair. Mm-hmm. Skin is still present. Wow. You know, so mummification was something that we mastered. Wow. But so that's option A. We yeah. actually have the grave site, the actual grave. We dug it up, and there he is, mm-hmm. Ramesses II, mm-hmm. in the flesh and blood. Mm-hmm. No blood, but, but yeah, yeah, some flesh sure. is there. Yeah. Um, and the second one in the historical historical method is archaeological evidence so now while we may not have the burial site or known where Alexander the Macedonian was buried mm-hmm. uh, there's just so much evidence that he actually existed right, right. city is named after him right. libraries are named after him mm-hmm. his face was minted onto coins mm-hmm. so there's so much archaeological evidence to prove that he existed mm-hmm. And then option C is textural documents. Okay. So what's key to that is making sure that you're not looking at biased sources. Mm-hmm. You know, you're looking for unbiased sources. Mm-hmm. But again, if you could find 10 books of different origins, different backgrounds, eyewitness accounts saying the same thing, it is logical that that actually also happened and that individual existed as well. Mm-hmm. So to have all of these takes, these truths on what actually happened, um, I, you know, I'm to the point where I would like for us to be a little bit more in a situation where just let things be as it is, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. and it, for the for a lot of things, things are a lot clearer than we make them out to be. For sure, yeah, for sure. That's that's beautiful. Um, I definitely hope y'all are taking notes, man. And the good thing about technology now is you can always rewind back um, <laughs> just to get that information. Um, that that was great. I think what you brought up to you know when you break up the historical method, um, the first thing that brought up to me is that every field has a method. You know, you got the scientific scientific method. You know, there's there's always a way to go about something. Mm-hmm. Once you know, like you said, the blueprint, 
at that point, where you want to start as far as either collecting the materials, getting getting your labor together, figure out what you want to do, that's going to be on you. But you got the blueprint. With that being said, I want to take this opportunity for you to kind of plug what your show. I want you to be able to plug that and give everybody information where they can find you at, um, how they can get in contact with you if they want to get in contact with you, if you offer that. Um, yeah, so just take this time just to kind of share what you have going on. Okay. I usually start off my show with Hello World. This is your man, Robert Utley. So I want to let people know that um, I am on Spotify, uh, Google Podcasts, uh, Apple Podcasts, Mm -hmm. um, Radio Public. And if you want to email, I I love feedback. You can email me at info at tru-show.com. And again, TRU, that's for the Robert Utley you know, show. So again, definitely that's a way to, to reach out to me. Um, I definitely do respond back in a timely fashion. And yeah, for, my, you know, for, for all that is, that is listening, mm-hmm. is that, again, my, you know, my true mission and you know, my goal, I would say it's better to be my goal, uh, hopefully I can obtain this goal, is to make sure that we heal properly. Um, and the way that I present that is through knowledge of self. Now, what people then have to do with knowledge, um, that's where, you know, really we need to be discussion-wise, mm-hmm. um, I like to take time to recognize one of the ancestors, uh, Dr. John Henry Clark. You know, he says that I wish we would just hurry up and soak in our blackness. Mm. But at some point in time, we need to get out the tub. Because mm. <laughs> we got bigger and better things to do. So not only am I hopefully being very insightful. Um, I hope there's also a level of entertainment. Uh, I do co- you know, host a few interviews of local heroes, musicians. Um, so I do want that entertainment piece to be there for the audience as well. But at the same time, uh, my goal ultimately is to get feet moving. Absolutely. What's the next step? And that's where I would like the, you know, the feedback and the collaboration to take place. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, speaking on collaboration, because ultimately that what makes us special, you know, as, as on the animal kingdom, per Absolutely. se. Yeah. You know, other animals do not really, la- they do not really obtain the ability to collaborate. Um, so, yeah, we got the ability to kind of mind read a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I like the experiment where uh, the particular group had a, a little infant. And an older man was bumping into the door with books in his hands. And the little child, without even saying anything, just saw what was taking place, walked across the room and opened the door. Mm-hmm. You know, we have that special ability to... To kind of know what the next brother, the next sister needs. Mm-hmm. So again, the collaboration on what are our next steps are. That's that's key. Absolutely, that's, yeah. that's beautiful. That's beautiful. I, I like where you kind of tied and wrap that back up as well because that's what the Silent Conversations podcast goal is as well is to create that environment where it's safe to grow, it's safe to speak to individuals that you may have never came across and learn from them because we can learn from everyone, all walks of life. Just as much as you can learn from a successful person, you can learn from someone that may be deemed unsuccessful. Mm. Because if you don't learn what to do, you can learn what not to do. Mm. There's a lot to be gained from having a conversation. I think as we get further into um, what I would consider right now is the information age, you then have to get to what I would consider is the understanding age. Because information is only information, but unless you digest it, siphon through it to find out what's real, what's what's not, what's beneficial to you, what's not. Because some information, though it may be factual, could also harm you as well. 
What you don't know controls you and what you do know protects you. So at the end of the day, it's always good to keep your eyes open, keep your mind open, and also just keep yourself transparent in the sense that we don't know it all. I think everyone knows the cliche, the wise man knows that he knows nothing at all. <laughs> so we, we get to a point where we have to dig. I think what our, I, I like to always kind of get back to is that we have to grow. If you're not growing, you're dying. You know, every living thing eventually does die. But while you're in that process of living, you have to continue to try to uh, refine and continue to grow yourself into a higher version of yourself. That's how everything works. The body naturally renews itself every day. You have to get rest. You have to get certain things of benefit. You have to eat the right things, drink the right things. The same way in a, in a, in a, in a mental state, you have to consume the right information. You have to take that, that same information and make sure that you're properly digesting it so that you can get the right nutrients, so that you can properly digest it to be able to share it with someone else as well, um, which is what we want to do. Our goal is to inspire others to start that journey if they haven't already. And if they've started, continue down that journey. I believe that self-development is something that is forever going. There's nothing. There's no end destination. Even when you get to the point where you reach certain goals, at that point, it's about getting better with those goals. Okay, I need to set bigger ones. Okay, well, if I was able to reach this monetary goal, but then now I need to get to a point, where can I get into my charity? Where do I? Where can I get into developing my communication? Where can I get into developing my listening skills? Maybe I've done so much in this aspect. Let me find something else to work on. So I just want to create that environment to know, yes, there's always something to work on. Even if you have done things that you have accomplished, if you haven't looked into history, then maybe you need to check out the Robert Utley show. He can give you some things that you may not have ever thought about looking into, and that's something now that you can develop in your mind. So definitely check out what he has going on. As always, make sure you like, sharing, and subscribing. Make sure you hit the notification as well. Um, again, plug your uh, how we can get to you on Instagram or how we can get to your uh, social medias. Okay. Um, I am... On Instagram as well. Mm -hmm. So uh, that is also under the Robert Outley Show. So definitely reach out to me. Mm -hmm. Let's grow this thing together as a community. And I want to add one thing Absolutely. to what you just said. Yeah. Right? Um, is that I start off by saying valleys are not designed for us to climb out of. Mm. Valleys are designed for us to turn back and pull the next one up. So this energy, this momentum that we're trying to, to build, you know, and again, I speak majority for what I do on the show. Maybe you can relate to this as well. Is just that sometimes you get to a point where you go from selfish to selfless. Mm. You know, so, at a, you know, in the beginning, it's just like being the best I can be, yeah. you know, growing, mastering. Right. And then you get to a point where it's just like, you know, it's time for me to turn around, reach back and help somebody else get to a higher place. Absolutely. Right. Yeah. Um, and I definitely try my best to give, you know, great content, continuous content, because I stick with the phrase, uh, you can't have people come into a dry well. <laughs> For sure. You got to stay replenished. So sure. I, I definitely agree with you and always making sure that, um, you know, we, we stay on the growing end ourselves. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, again, the Robert Utley Show, uh, we try to release content Monday through Friday. Uh, I'm about to start season two. Season one, I'm just wrapped up. So Congratulations uh, on that. Appreciate yes, that. Indeed. So, um, and... The second season, we're going to be starting off with great, great interviews. Um, I'm really focusing on a lot of the local musicians. Okay. Uh, so be on the lookout. Uh, one will be dropping this coming Wednesday. Okay. Um, so also we'll be sitting down with uh, a group of great brothers, FMM Podcasts. Mm -hmm. I'll be sitting down with them tomorrow. Okay. Um, and again, that is finance fitness, as well as mindset. Yes, indeed. So I'm um, excited to sit down and speak with, the, uh, chop, chop it up with those brothers. Indeed. So, yeah, so that's, again, um, uh, some, uh, some ways that you can reach me. Um, and definitely, let's do that. Let's stay, let's stay connected. 
For sure. It's all about connection and yeah, let's grow. Indeed, indeed, that's that's beautiful. All of this information will be in the description below. Um, we'll also have it on the screen as well, so you won't miss any of anything that he brought up. You can always rewind it, of course. Definitely rewind and listen to those those uh, those tidbits that he gave you. Those are some definitely some good jewels to dig into. Um, just to begin your journey, if you haven't already started your journey and you haven't thought about those aspects, check into it. Learn about your, the historical method and figure out which is the best angle for you to kind of start into that lane um, and just learning more about yourself or just learning more about history in general. Um, this particular podcast isn't niched down to a specific community. Um, we represent the whole in the sense that we have to learn from each other. There's individuals that just because they don't look like you, you still can learn from. Um, so we don't discriminate as far as who we talk to, but we definitely are looking to be able to spread um, or, excuse me, inspire others to have conversations similar to these so that we can continue to learn. Um, because my particular uh, slogan is that if you're thinking, you're learning, and if you're learning, you're growing. So mm-hmm. our goal is to always continue to grow. Um, we don't lose anything from growing. At the end of the day, the only thing that you lose is the bad habits that you already had. Um, beyond that, um, just to kind of wrap it up, I always try to leave off with a quote. You had a, you had a great one. I really don't want to Take away from that. So we're going to leave it off on what he said uh, for sure. So other than that, make sure you all are definitely being mindful of the words that you choose for yourselves. The way that you speak about yourself is the way that you think about yourself. Um, One of the things that I like to bring up is that if you change the way that you view yourself, the way that you treat yourself will change as well. So definitely be mindful of that. Um, And as always, this is the Silent Conversations podcast. We always operate around three P's, peace, positivity, and perspective. Make sure you're always seeking peace of mind, share positivity, and share your perspective. We signing out. I appreciate you. Thank you. Peace. Peace.